This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar, except they're far better for you. Just one bar has between 130 and 180 calories, 19 grams of protein, and between 3 and 7 grams of sugar. And you can capitalize on this by using our code BIGSHOTS, all one word, for your next Built Bar purchase to get 10% off. Built Bar, join the team. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Renition. I would say joined by Devin Jackson, but unfortunately, Devin, again, could not make it. I am joined by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, Dante Colinelli, who also works at SI now, just like Devin does. It's almost like having Devin here. Devin, uh, Dante, how are you today? Doing good. I'll, I'll do my best to replace Devin. I don't think I'm, I'm quite as good as him, but I will I will do my best. Big shoes to fill, to be honest. I mean, there's a yes. reason it's the big shots, and it's not because of me. Yeah, no, I I told you, if you ever needed a little shot to guest on the podcast, let me know. That is a great callback. That is a great callback from the last time you were on, which I believe was, like, around this time last year, something like that. Yeah, the only thing I remember about the last time I was on is that I, I ranted for probably a good five minutes that Nate Stanley was the worst quarterback prospect I've ever scouted in my life. Um, that, that is the last thing that I remember talking about with you guys. So it was either March or it was like early April. So perfect timing, I guess. Um, today we are here to talk about the love of Dante's life and the bane of his existence at the same time, the Miami Dolphins. Um, so Dante, before we get into our draft, we are going to be doing, uh, a seven round mock draft, uh, live on the pod, but what are you, what's your outlook for the Dolphins right now, how how optimistic are you? Yeah, I, I think that um, obviously coming off a ten and six season, I I'm like fairly optimistic. I think the team is doing a lot of really good things. Um, obviously, I think Brian Flores is a good head coach, and I, I like the the brand that he's trying to build in Miami. I think that the Dolphins are in a spot though where um, they are building a little bit against the grain right now. They're trying to be this you know, defensive team that's going to punch other people in the mouth and win football games 20 to 14. Um, That's cute. And it might work for, you know, work this season for 10 and six. um, But it's not going to get the job done when, you know, you have to play up against these other teams in the AFC that just have too good of an offensive structure. Uh, We saw that in week 17. I mean, Buffalo didn't really even have to show up to that game, and they absolutely shellacked Miami in what was a, a playoff game for the Dolphins. Um, you know, they fell behind, you know, really, really early to the Chiefs, and they had to mount a comeback late, and they played all right in that game. But um, the defense was very good, but the defense was not good enough to stop those offenses. So for me, the offseason should be a complete focus on fixing the offense. You need to become one of those offensive juggernauts in order to compete. Uh, Brian Flores is going to be able to keep the defense um, afloat by himself. So this is a big offseason for Miami because if they don't fix this offense, I think things are going to come tumbling down a lot sooner than a lot of other people think. Uh, you need to support Tua or you need to, you know, if you want to trade for Deshaun Watson, fine. I'm good with either way, but, um, you know, you need to you need to commit to one path and start tunneling your your picks that way. So um, that'll be my focus for the draft and what I hope they do in the offseason. Now, I'm taking a look at Track. They do have thirty six million dollars in cap space. I know you are very anti one specific uh, position in free agency. So I will let you explain that quickly. 
Um, yeah, paying running backs is stupid. Um, I, I haven't been on a podcast that isn't sponsored by Sports Illustrated in a while, so I, I'm allowed to say that. Um, I, I just think that it's just not worth it. By the way, I, I humble brag. Humble yeah, brag. yeah, no, I just, uh, just pat myself on the back. Check it out, NFL Draft Bible Podcast Network. Plug. All right, all right, um, Hollywood Dante. <laughs> Hollywood Dante coming out early here. But no, I, I really think that, like, you just can't look at recent history and tell me that it is even remotely a good idea to pay a running back top dollar. Um, I don't mind if they want to pay like, you know, a mid-level contract to a running back and draft someone late or draft someone, you know, with one of their second round picks. That's fine. You know, I, the Dolphins need an, an upgrade at running back. I'm not saying that they don't, but, uh, you know, I have no interest in making Aaron Jones the third or fourth highest paid running back in the NFL. Um, I don't think he's that good, and I think it's a waste of money. Um, you know, I'd, my, I'd rather pay like Gus Edwards a two-year, seven million dollar contract or something. You know, whoever the mid-level running back is this year, and pair them with you know Salvin Ackman and Miles Gaskin, or you know draft Najee Harris at pick fifty, or Javante Williams, or Michael Carter, whoever the heck it ends up being. So um, paying running backs, I mean, it's just like there is absolutely no empirical evidence that it is successful, and there is a ton that it is not. So I just don't understand how you could possibly think that's a good team building decision um but teams continue to do it and i i'm gonna be honest i do fully expect the dolphins to make aaron jones one of the top paid running backs in free agency if i had to guess and then uh when that happens you're gonna need like a lot of consoling from people like me Devin, and and fornis aren't you yeah, we can hop on a, another Blue Chip Scouting Live, and you guys can just watch me cry for 25 <laughs> minutes about running back contracts. That's that's what we could do. I think that's what I said when we did the live. When we I did believe live. so. So uh, I'll stick to that. I'll stick to that. I, You know, my most popular tweet ever is me saying that if they spend Kyle Van Noy's money on Aaron Jones, it'll jump off a cliff. Um, so that tweet has, like, roughly 300 more likes than any other tweet i've ever tweeted um so I, I don't know if that means dolphins twitter wants to see me jump off a cliff or they agree with me we'll find out though we'll, we'll see when aaron jones uh, actually signs now before we get into the draft section are there any free agents man the dolphins only have 19 free agents are there anyone other, is there anyone that you want them to bring back Oh boy, it's um, not a great it's not a great uh, group. Looking at this, uh, Ted Karras is the only one that even has a spot track market value estimator. Yeah, I was gonna say I'd probably bring back Ted Karras just so that you're not uh, completely empty at center. I don't think he's very good, and he's definitely not the long term option. But he is playable. Uh, you can survive with him at center, and he probably doesn't cost you any money. Worst comes to worst, he comes in, and I think he'd be a great mentor if they draft a young center. Uh, you know, somewhere in the draft, whether that's day three or day two. Um, I would bring Ted Karras back. Outside of that, I don't know. Uh, the Dolphins the Dolphins have a ton of players that they, they really like that are developmental guys that they might want to bring back on short-term uh, low-money contracts. But for me, my focus would just be Ted Karras and then try and, you know, try and go bargain shopping on the free agent market. Uh, I did not realize that Julian Davenport was a, was a Miami Dolphin that name just popped out to me because I remember just how terrible he was <laughs> coming yeah, out of college. He's, uh, yeah, he's. I don't he's even not... remember what school he. I remember scouting him, but I don't remember what school he went to. Oh, oh, it's a it's a small school, Bucknell. I think he went Bucknell. to Bucknell. Yes, yes, he did. He went to like. Isn't that one of those Ivy League schools? Top of my head. One of those like Ivy League schools. Yeah. Think. No. The only reason I remember that is because um, I cover Temple football as well, and, and they played Bucknell for their season opener um, 
two years ago, and I covered that game, and I was like, I don't know. I can't name a single player who went to Bucknell, and Julian Davenport went to Bucknell. So, <laughs> All right. All right, let's do this. So um, are you sharing your screen? Can you see my screen? Let's see. You should be able to. Uh, I don't right now. How about now? See? Yes, now I, can. now I can. Now you can. Okay, yes. beautiful. So... <sighs> You want to start it? Yeah, let's start it. All right, let's start it. Trevor Lawrence and a trade offer. <laughs> we didn't even so, get to see who the Jets picked. Yeah, uh, looks like Zach Wilson through the screen, but uh, trade offer for the Falcons, trade back one pick for an extra third and an extra fourth. I don't know, man. This sounds like a good deal to me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, All right, Falcons, you do you. Yeah, not, not very realistic, but... Uh, <laughs> That's okay. You know, we're having fun. This is a fun mock draft. I'll brand the show. We're having fun. Let's have fun. Except, sure, go for it, Atlanta. And now the <laughs> Eagles want to trade up. I'm declining. I'm picking it for. Screw the Eagles. Right, Sorry. I want to see. They traded up for Justin Fields. Okay, so I will say, I, I think that there's been a bug that was fixed in this simulator because I did one for fun with the Lions where I traded back with the Niners who traded up for Quitty Pay. And they gave me like their second and third and a first next year for Quiddy okay. Pay. Well, that's yeah. interesting. But, yeah, uh, it's been a bit of a quarterbacks here. That's yeah. Fun. So we can pick anyone that's not a quarterback. I don't think Trey Lance is going to be the pick. Um, now Kyle Pitts would be interesting. I don't know what your take is on Penay Sewell, given the fact that the Dolphins took two offensive tackles last year. Yeah, here's my thing with Sewell is like I would draft Penny Sewell, right? Like that would be my pick. I wouldn't think twice about it. Um, because fun fact, Austin Jackson is bad. So, um, <laughs> I I would uh I would take Penny Sewell here, but I do not think that the Dolphins are going to draft Penny Sewell. I think they'll take a wide receiver. Um, if I was doing this predictively, I think they'll draft Jamar Chase at four. If it was me in the GM's chair, I would draft Jalen Waddle. Uh, if I was going to go receiver. Uh, the Dolphins receivers can't separate to save their lives. Jalen Waddle's a natural separator, uh, great speed, great quickness, better route runner. He's actually pretty good at the catch point for a small guy as well. Um, I would draft him here or Sewell, but I, honestly, I think the Dolphins will take Chase if I had to guess. So I don't know if we want to do predictive or if we want to do what we would you do. You are the guest. I'm letting you decide. Oh, you're letting me decide. All right, I I'm going to go with Sewell. I'm drafting Penny Sewell. I think they All need right. a tackle. Yeah, Robert Hunt and Austin Jackson just were not getting it done. I mean, I think Robert Hunt's a guard. I don't know where you had him coming out. But... I had him as a guard as well. Okay, well, there you go. And I, and I liked uh, Austin Jackson. I just thought he needed to go to a place where he wasn't expected to start right away, which is not what Miami was. No, he looked okay to um, start the year, and then, like, he got hurt, and he came back, and he was just not good. Like, he just he could not block. Like, it was just not not a good time. All right, so we're back on the board at 18 now. Uh, wow, Micah Parsons fell to 15. Interesting. Um, so what's your plan of attack here at 18? Obviously, the the wide receivers all taken off the board, or at least the, the top three. Rashad Bateman would be the, the next uh, best option. We just missed out on the two linebackers as well. Uh, I know you're not in camp draft or running back in round one, so I'm not even going to suggest it. Absolutely not. So, given the board, just taking a look at 
excuse me, who the, the top options are, if you could just scroll over to the all section so I can see the top names available in general. Christian Derrissaw, we don't need. We just drafted an offensive tackle, although drafting two offensive tackles in round one would be hilarious. Uh, Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, Quiddy Pay, Elijah Vera Tucker, and another offensive tackle in Tevin Jenkins. Yeah, it's a tough one. Um, man, I, I think I'd draft Rashad Bateman here. I I like Bateman. I think he's he's pretty similar to Devontae Parker and Preston Williams in some ways, but I do really think that he's a very good route runner, um, and that gives me a little bit of hope that he can be a quick separator. Uh, one of the things that he should have an advantage of, the Dolphins seem like they're going to try and move towards a more RPO-heavy uh, offense this year with Tua, which like I cannot believe was not their first thought when they drafted him, but whatever, I digress. Um, if you've ever I mean, watched, that's Chan Gailey, no? I, I don't want to talk about Chan Gailey, dude. I, I just, like, he's he's such a frustrating person to talk about because I, like, I don't think he's a bad offensive coordinator. I just don't think he wanted to coach for Tua, but whatever, it's fine. Um, Rashad Bateman, if you ever watch Minnesota play, they run, like, literally 99% RPOs with Tanner Morgan. Like, that is pretty much the offense. So I think Bateman would be a good fit. So I'm going to go with that selection. It's a little bit off the beaten path, but you know what? I, I dig it, honestly. You have to do something like this if you don't go with a wide receiver at that first pick. Because by the time you come back around at 18, they're all going to be gone. And Miami doesn't have draft capital to move back up. And we could. I, I just don't think they will. <laughs> That's it. Uh, uh, the Falcons want to trade with us again. <laughs> do I want to pick up another extra pick? I don't think so. We got enough picks. We, I don't need any more picks. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Bengals, no, I don't want to never trade anyways. That's unrealistic. All right. So now, uh, we're back at pick 36. Uh, and I believe we just missed out on, a, on two more linebackers, uh, in Zavid Collins. And I believe Nick Bolton's already off the board. Yep. Nick Bolton went 31. Jeez. Linebackers flying off the board. That would be their next biggest need. Are you taking a running back at 36? I'm considering it because I think. Javante is very good. Javante is the last running back on the board. Najee's gone. So I don't know. I I would be okay with it uh, because they already made two first-round picks, so it's not a horrible, horrible value. If you are going to draft a running back, at least it wasn't in the first round. I mean, it, it's technically their third pick, uh, and they have a lot of other picks. So I, I'm okay with them drafting Javante Williams. I think he'd be great. I mean, just a physical runner, great contact balance, uh, good pass blocker as well. I think it'd be a ton of fun. And honestly, I don't really like anyone else on the board at this stage. Maybe like it's too high for Landon Dickerson. I'd consider him because I think he's really good. But I don't know. What do you think? Javante Williams? Yeah, I would go with Javante as well because, again, uh, like everyone else is like either a position you don't need or just not great value. I agree. Feeling good about this one. Yeah, so far so good. I'm actually really liking this. The board has kind of fallen a little, a lot differently than I've seen. And the Steelers want to trade up, but we're going to say no. Again, enough picks. Yeah, we got um, enough picks in Miami. We're not, we're not. <laughs> so we're back at 50. Uh, the best linebacker available, which would be the position I want, is uh, either, I believe it's J- Jameen Davis or Jamin. I don't know. I like Jammin. That sounds more fun. Let's go with Jammin. Davis or Jabril Cox, who's a great coverage linebacker. Man, 
Cox film worried me. Can I be honest? I Okay, so go on. Cox's film was a little bit concerning. I think he's good. I still like him. Um, he was significantly slower than I was expecting. And he's I, not the best athlete. No, I don't know if it was like he went from North Dakota State to LSU and he just like, I don't know. He did not look fast to me. So I'm a little bit concerned about him. So I wouldn't go him. I'd probably take Joseph Asai here. Um, they have him listed as an edge, but he also played a, a lot of traditional linebacker at Texas before switching to edge this year. Um, this is the type of player that Brian Flores would really, really like. Uh, he projects kind of almost into a Kyle Van Noy role. He's a little bit more of an edge than linebacker, but he does give that versatility to replace Kyle Van Noy. The team is either released or is trying to trade. There's still conflicting reports he, on that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we don't know if he's still on the roster. I, I think he is. I think they're trying to move him, which, like, who the hell is going to trade for him if they already, like, announced that they kind of cut him as well? Like, weird <laughs> situation. I, The Dolphins brass, man, they're I, – I cannot – there are stories that I cannot tell on air about things that I've heard about the way that they handle information that are just, like, very, very weird. But I would take Joseph Asai here. I think you get a really good athlete with positional versatility on the defense in a position of need. Um, yeah. All right, so – Again, you are in total control of the board. All right. Um, so Let's we go on Joseph Asai? Let's, Let's go. Feeling good about that one. Yeah, so far. In. All right. Letting this roll. Pick 68. So I think we picked this one up in the trade with the yes, Falcons. This is the Falcons uh, pick. Because right. we're right after the Texans, so that would make sense. Just And now the Vikings want to move up 10 spots, and they want to give us a sixth. Ugh, no. I had too many picks already. Dante's already just kind of done with the whole burden of responsibility thing. Uh, all right, so we've kind of addressed linebacker. We've got the running back. Uh, it's saying we have edge. Again, Asai kind of covers both of those. Uh, wide receiver. Do you want to go interior offensive line? Uh, maybe not, because Josh... Ooh, Josh Myers. Yeah, Josh Myers would be good. He is a center, too, which I think specifically is cool for the Dolphins. Um I don't know. I didn't like Solomon Kinley coming out of Georgia, but I thought he played well last I... year in spurts. I thought he looked pretty good. I think he's worth developing on the interior line, so I'd like to keep him in the starting lineup. Um, Eric Flowers also had some good moments last year. He was okay. He's back um, with the Dolphins? Yeah, he had a two-year deal, so he's still on the team. They can opt out and cut him and save cap space. He wasn't that bad last year, honestly. Like, he was fine. Like, you know, he had he had some moments where, like, uh, there was one play against Denver. I forget who it was. It might have been like Shelby Harris just like literally drove him into the ground with one hand. But like he, he had a couple good games. But I like Josh Myers here at center. I think you plug him in over Ted Karras. Uh, we were kind of talking about maybe bringing him back, maybe not bringing him back. I don't think this prevents you from drafting Josh Myers. So I like that one. Let's do that. That's a good pick. Yeah. As soon as I saw that, I thought that, that that's a perfect pick for this team. Hey, the Eagles got Dwayne Eskridge. Uh, look at you. A wide he's, receiver uh, pick I can be happy about. Yeah, he's he's pretty similar to Jalen Rager, just saying. Uh, no, he's got better hands. Yeah, true. That's fair. Uh, uh, 81. All right, who's best on the board? Amari uh, Rogers is not the best player on the board. I'm sorry, at 81. That's... Uh, oh, I don't really like any of the top players that are there. Deami Brown is probably the best one listed that I like. This is a tough one. Yeah, so the top players, according to the simulation, are Amari Rogers, James Hudson. No, thank you. That's basically just Austin Jackson again. Uh, Pete Warner, uh, absolutely not. 
Uh, Deami Brown, Chaz Surratt, Michael Carter, Tommy Tremble. Oof, this is a tough one. I know you like Tremble, but I is, do like Tremble. But we do have you need him. <laughs> no, we already have three tight ends on the roster that like get playing time, so I don't think they'll draft a tight end. I do like Tommy Tremble though. Um, man, this is tough. My pick here can't take Diami Brown. We already have a bunch of receivers just like him. Chaz Surratt, I don't know. They don't seem to value that, like, traditional run-and-chase linebacker spot. I think they like Jerome Baker there, even though I'm a little lukewarm on him. Oh, man. All right, so predictively, I think they would draft Peyton Turner here. Um, the edge, have, have you finished Peyton Turner? I have not, but I've watched – I have one game, one game of notes on him. He's definitely a Miami Dolphin prototype, given size, athleticism, positional versatility on the defensive line. Like – he has all of those things that they really value. Uh, so predictively, I think they would really like him. I would consider Amari Rogers here. I know you said you don't think he's the best player on the board, but I think they could use a receiver with some yak ability. Like we were the worst yak team in the NFL last year because oh. like, yeah, well, you know, it turns out you actually have to not be in a crowd to pick up yards after the catch. I know, shocker. Um, <laughs> so I would consider Rogers or Turner here. I think. I'll let you break the tie because I'm curious to to hear what you think about that one. Okay, so I got to pull up my board quickly uh, just so I can give you an estimate, a, a realistic picture of where these guys are. I have Peyton Turner at 111. I have Amari Rogers at 127. So I have both of these guys as kind of round four slash round five. Peyton Turner, I I get what you're saying in terms of the traditional Miami slash New England uh, defensive mold has that kind of Trey Flowers type game to him. Um, man, Peyton Turner just dominated against BYU. I know that's the game you watched. Um, yeah, well, you see, that's because uh, Brady Christensen is... Uh, hashtag ungood? Yeah, no, not not a big Brady Christensen guy. I, Me neither. I got Me neither. <laughs> I, I would go Peyton Turner because I'll, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. Don't make the same mistake that Detroit did trying to emulate the, uh, the Patriots by paying Trey Flowers $18 million a year to get you five sacks. Uh, instead draft a player like him in round three and he can also still get you five sacks. Yeah. You know what? I like that. I like that. Let's go Peyton Turner. It's a little bit of a reach, but I like it. I, I think he's, if a team's going to reach on him, it's going to be one of the Patriot-style defensive teams. So I, I think that that's fairly realistic. I, I do realize that it's randomly crapped on the Lions, but yes, when I was doing their their write-up for Franchise Blueprint, I just looked at like all of their decision-making under Bob Quinn and, and Matt Patricia and went, there's a way to do this, and you went the wrong way in every direction. It like They should have studied off of Miami. Or Miami just looked at what Detroit did. Let's do the exact opposite of that. Well, we actually did a lot of similar things to Detroit. We just actually have a competent head coach in charge. <laughs> like, no, like seriously, like we basically run the same defense in a lot of ways. I mean, we're a little bit more multiple and we do that like cute amoeba stuff on third down that Detroit doesn't do. But like generally speaking, we run pretty much the same base and have a lot of the same prototypes. It's just Brian Flores is a significantly better coach. I think you coach. also got better players in place because you have defensive backs that can cover and don't just allow yeah. 400 passing yards every 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 week. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's like a subset of Dolphins Twitter that wants to like trade Xavier Howard because like his personality is a little bit abrasive. And it's like, 
guys, I really don't think you understand how important it is for this defense to be able to cover in man for four quarters. Like, yeah. we run a crap ton of cover one, like, like a lot of cover one. <laughs> I, I would just direct them to watching the Lions when they had to have um, uh, Desmond Trufant at 32 years old chasing people around. Yeah, suboptimal. We are back on the clock. Uh, we are in round four now. Pick 108. The top players available, Cam McGrone, who I know you, last I heard in the summer, you were low on him. I don't know if you've gotten to him. I have not, dude. Like, getting Michigan film is like trying to steal the Declaration of Independence. <laughs> like, if you have any Michigan film, like, please, like, I, I, my family is dying. Like, I, I need to evaluate Quiddy Pay and, Cameron McGrone. I have 2019 film. I know they only played six games this year and they were terrible, but like, so yeah, I don't have any new opinions on the only, the only team that seems to be harder to, there are two teams that seem to be harder to get filmed on UCF and Texas Tech. I have been trying to get film so I can evaluate that Texas Tech offensive lineman for like two months now. Oh, really? I think. I think I just use YouTube to write him up because <laughs> he's a guard. So like, whatever yeah. <laughs> all players are guards anyway. And, and, yeah. And then with, with UCF, I keep hearing Richie Grant had this amazing season, but I cannot get film to prove it. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I haven't done any of the UCF guys either. Uh, I'm, I'm like putting them last because I know that we're, we're a little bit low on film there. All right. So, uh, McGrone, um, I know you're not a Jalen Twyman guy and I don't think that the, the dolphins need him. Aleem McNeil, I know that he is one of your guys, and this would make several of our guys at Blue Chip very happy. Tyler Shelvin is a big pile of nope. Paris Ford, don't really need him. And I actually just finished up the uh, the next guy, Elijah Griffin, the other day, the son of uh, Warren G. and Dr. Dre's nephew. Um, really? Yes. That's awesome. Stock yes. up on Elijah Griffin, man. Stock wow. up on Elijah Griffin. He's actually pretty good. Uh, watching the all 22 of him gave me a headache because of how choppy it was. Um, d- he's going to be kind of that like inside-outside uh, corner. I don't know how badly Miami needs a nickel. Uh, it depends on who you ask. Uh, Nick Needham, our current nickel, has a very weird cult on Twitter that loves him. <laughs> Um, is it, and are like we he's, talking Bobby Hart levels of, of cult? A little bit, honestly. Like, it's super weird. Like, there are some, like, pretty big accounts on Dolphins Twitter that, like, are, like, literally just chill with his family. Like, it's super weird, but whatever. Um, I really hope the person who I just called out does not listen to this podcast. Probably um, not. Probably not. <laughs> um, if anyway, not, uh, then you can hit me up and you can come on the podcast. There you go. Um, I would probably draft Demetric Felton here. Oh, I actually skipped over Demetric Felton. Yeah, I think they need a player who... I know we already drafted a running back. We already drafted a wide receiver. I want the Dolphins to double down. And Felton's a natural separator. He can be really, really good in, in like... You know, you can run, like, swings with him and screens. And you can do, like, a lot of different stuff and be, like, super creative. And I want them to get more players like that. Um, They have Hakeem Grant, who's, like, supposed to be that player. um, But he can't catch. So, um. I, I would go with Demetric Felton here, probably. They might really like Cameron McGrone. I just I just did not over the summer. I just did not see it. Yeah, I mean, in, you mentioned it. You need to have that, that high-powered offense. The Dolphins are the furthest thing from a high-powered offense right now. You, you kind of need to transform it into a bit of a Madden offense. 
play running back, play wide receiver. I'm not liking really anything else that's available on the board. It has to be a Demetri Felton pick. All right, Demetri Felton it is, 108. I like that. I, I just hope they use him correctly. Like, that's that was my big worry when they hired, like, two in-house people for offensive coordinator. It's like, I no, like, you guys need to change the offense. Like, please do not do the same thing that you did last year. Oh, you mean, like, yeah, uh, I could go on an Eagles rant, but I won't. Uh, with no. Them, Mike Grow and whatever the other guy's name was. I think I think when dude named Press. Oh, Press right. Taylor. Yes, uh, 123, moving on. Um, geez, what's, so Elijah Griffin is the best available. Oh boy. Um, there is not a lot available here. Let's keep scrolling. Oh, jeez. This is not, oh boy. Yeah, I'm not liking what's available. This no is tough. Fault, eh? No, no trade? no trade calls. So top of the board, we got Elijah Griffin, cornerback from USC, Kylan Hill, running back Mississippi State, Trey Sermon, running back Ohio State. Um, Talanoa Hufanga, safety from USC. I killed that. Cameron Sample, edge from Tulane. Uh, (laughs) You skipped over. You skipped over the Notre Dame kid. Interior offensive line, George. I told you I was going to do that during the pre-show. All right. So putting my Dolphins hat on, I absolutely have no idea where they would go with this board. I'm going to be honest. My best guess is... Man, actually, you I know what? I'm gotten to Trey Brown of, of Oklahoma, so and Cam Sample. There are guys I haven't gotten to yet that are still available here. Yeah, I was actually thinking about drafting Cam Sample or Trey Brown. I'm gonna be honest. I think I don't think they would like who's available at linebacker. We still need like a traditional linebacker, Monty Rice. <laughs> oh, Tony Fields. Yeah, no, we're we're drafting Tony Fields. I don't care about the Dolphins things. Um, here's the thing. Tony Fields, I was watching Darius Stills last week, right? And Darius Stills is a good player. He's fine. You know, he's like an early day three defensive tackle. Cool. Tony Fields is nuts. Certifiably insane. The man runs everywhere. I have never seen someone cover as much grass as this dude in my life, and I wasn't even watching him. Every single play, he's on, he's on the screen. Dude runs like 40 yards to pursue running plays on the other side of the field. I don't like, he's a maniac. Um, I think he'd be really, really fun in the Dolphins system. He kind of reminds me a little bit of Jerome Baker. The only problem that I have, and I kind of like started to do his evaluation, and then I realized I had to finish defensive tackle, so I stopped. He might be a safety? Um, maybe. I think he might be a safety, but. Click, on, click on his name, because I want to see what the, what the size profile is for him. 61222. They have him listed at. I think he might be safety. But I think the Dolphins would like him as a hybrid player. This is a bit of a reach compared to TDN's board, but I have a funny feeling Tony Fields is going to be like a top 70-ish player. Top. I'm so glad player. he transferred from Arizona. Yeah, no, him him, him not playing next to Colin Schooler is a significant upgrade. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to draft Tony Fields here at linebacker. Really, really good athlete, good instincts, good coverage ability. He's a bit of a projection, and he's going to need some work. Um but, but I really like that for Miami, and the rest of the board sucked. So you know what? Oh we're, yeah, we're doing and that. you know what? It's round four. Take your chances. Yeah, might as well, right? I've already drafted like eighty players, so. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, Chuba Hubbard. God, the Patriots drafted another running back. They, they got Chuba. Well, maybe. Hopefully, he has good knees, unlike the last one they drafted. So. 
Oh boy, yeah, that Sony Michelle pick not Michelle. aging well. You now the Dolphins don't have a fifth, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think we. I forget. This might be like with the Cardinals or something. I don't remember why we traded this pick or who we traded it for. But um, don't you love random trades? Yeah, I I should know who <laughs> who they traded this pick for, but I think they traded it not this year, the year before, which is why it's like slipping my mind but um i mean i love i love trades that affect like multiple drafts like that's one of the reasons why for the broncos one to get pick 199 i traded a pick in 2023 there you go yeah so that i could get a pick back in 2022 like Uh, i hope reed blankenship's still on the board when we pick is okay does does anyone know if he's actually declared i can't find anything on reed blankenship yeah, I don't know if he's in the class either, I'm going to be honest. Oh, he literally just went two picks ahead of us. I hate it here. Damn you, Chargers. Damn. Wow. Chargers. Saray Poole, my guy. What are you doing to me? Oh, my. Okay, I know that we've drafted two wide receivers already, but two of my favorite receiving uh, prospects are still on the board at 208. Well, talk me into it because I'm, right. I want to go a different direction, so t- talk me into okay. it. Okay. For, I, I, Dante, Hollywood Dante, I know you love guys that talk a lot of smack, right? I do. Well, Cornell Powell didn't get a single reception last year without letting the defensive back know that he caught it on him. Uh, and then there's Jalen Darden, who is basically a human video game. Uh, a yak monster, uh, nine games, 18 touchdowns. Four uh, four touchdowns in three separate games. Um, just a gadget player, punt return upside as well. Uh, get him in space. For, for a team that has no one that could get yards after the catch, Jalen Darden would get you all of the yards. Uh, I believe it's SMU where he does a half spin move after the catch, fakes out three defenders in the process and gets a touchdown when he had no business doing so. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, my one of my favorite plays from the college football season is uh, Cornell Powell against Pitt. He catches, like, a 50-yard bomb from Trevor Lawrence. And mind you, like, Cornell Powell is, like, he's listed at 6 foot. I do not think he's 6 foot. I think he's, like, 5'10". And he catches, like, a 45-yard bomb from Trevor Lawrence, gets up, and, and tells the cornerback who was covering, who's like clearly several inches taller than him, that he's too short to guard him. And it is probably one of my favorite plays of the college football season. Just absolutely hilarious. Cornell I love Cornell for that very dude, reason. Who's, who's way, like, definitely taller than him. Awesome play. Oh, man. Maybe I should just draft him just off that play. I mean, we are in the sixth round. Pal would be a good special teamer, too. And that's something that... uh there was this quote, I, f- I forget if it was Chris Greer or somebody else on the scouting staff, but they were like, yeah, when we get into like the sixth or seventh round, we like really care about special teams, and that's why they keep drafting specialists. Like, we drafted a long snapper last year. Um, <laughs> okay, there's one thing worse than drafting a kicker or a punter. It's drafting a long snapper. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, worst. I just ignored it. Like, when I did my draft review for the <laughs> Dolphins, I just pretend that it didn't happen. I don't know if anybody noticed, but, like, I just completely omitted it from their draft class because I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, I used to grade those Cs 
when I when I would do like full draft grade where I'd break down every pick, I used to give special teamers uh, a C grade because either it would work or it wouldn't. Or, or that was also what I would do if I didn't have the player ranked. But then I started realizing that if you're drafting a kicker or a long snapper, uh, no one really cares. So I don't have to include those. Yeah, I just, I just ignore them. Although to be fair, we did draft Jason Sanders, who's quite good. He might low key be the best player on the team. Anyway, um, let's go with Cornell Pal here in the sixth round. I think you get a player with really, really good development profile at receiver. And one of my big things with trying to fix needs is when you try to fix the need, you have to like invest, right? Like you want to take multiple shots at the board. Um, and I think the Dolphins get a chance to do that here with receivers. So I, I'm all right with that one. He can play special teams. Worst comes Plus, to worst. He can go up over Stefan Gilmore, make a catch, and then remind Stefan Gilmore that he's not tall enough to guard him. <laughs> Just objectively the funniest play in college football this year. It's either that or the one that I posted yesterday of, of Davion Nixon hitting a high step at the 50-yard line <laughs> yes. to shoot Sean Clifford after he intercepted him. That is my favorite one in the draft. Yeah. Now, that was our last pick. That was our last pick, so. uh, Wow, Peyton Ramsey got drafted. Yeah, we did not draft a backup quarterback, which the All right, kind of so. Our right. final haul for this is Penesul, Rashad Bateman, Javante Williams, Joseph Asai, Josh Myers, Peyton Turner, the edge out of Houston, Demetric Felton, the running back slash wide receiver out of UCLA, Tony Fields, the developmental linebacker out of West Virginia, and Cornell Powell, Dante's new best friend, uh, at pick 208 to just go up and sun everyone and talk all of the smack. Uh, if Cornell Powell was on the team last year against the Bengals, uh, that would have been amazing. Uh, I was at that game live. Like, I was in the stands, so, like, I got to f- watch Brian Flores run across the field to try and beat the crap out of Zach Taylor. That was, like, that was an experience for me. I was, like, in the stands, man. I was like, yeah, they're going to fight. Yeah, it was it was a good time. Jeez. <laughs> All right, I really like this draft, man. This is yeah, this is interesting. Like this is it. super different too, which I also like. Like this is pretty unique. Like I don't know how many times I've seen Sewell Bateman. Man, getting a side fifty is really good. Josh Myers sixty eight is really good. Um, Tony Fields is my guy. I, I really like Tony Fields. So I'll always find a way to get your team to draft your guy is what I've found. Yeah, I'm doing my best. Um. Yeah. So. I think that we we did a pretty good job drafting for for the Dolphins. Like, maybe if they want to hit us up and and have us join the scouting team. Yeah, it would be nice. I mean, my DMs are open. I'll I'll do it for a sandwich. Um. (laughs) Yeah, would you take an unpaid internship as a scouting intern? We can can reignite that debate. Uh, Let's not. Let's not (laughs) do that and say we still didn't do that. Um, Yeah, that... When you have to mute several words just to avoid that... um, yeah, I didn't think I'd have to mute the word internship on draft Twitter, man. That was a no, new one. No, that went on for like three days. Yeah, it was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that's going to do it for today. As always, you can find me on Twitter at MikeH underscore draft. You can find uh, Devin on Twitter, even though he's not here, at RealD underscore Jackson. You can find Dante on Twitter at Dante Colinelli, if I remember correctly. That's Just right. Tonight. You might have it's to see C-O-N-N-I. So, sorry, C O double L I N. God damn it! I'm just can't even spell my name. C O L L I N E L L I. It's not that hard, Mike. My dyslexic ass is gonna is gonna screw things like that up all the time. Follow the show on Twitter at Big Shots Pod. Follow our work at Blue Chip Scouting. And until next time, guys, take it easy.